Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. Hey, what's up, y'all? What's your team? Oh my God! It's a boring ass week. Something like that. Listen, I like boring. You do? You like boring? Mm -hmm. Boring is tranquil. Well, I want it to be tranquil and boring. I like it, but when I don't, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) No shade. No. Mm-mm. I do miss going to the movies like late at night though. That was fun. Like on weekends and you know, just hanging out. But I have the option to, you know, like do fun stuff like games or I was like, damn, I wanna go like to Dave and Busters. Do they have Dave and Busters in other cities? Um maybe. Or something like it. I don't remember it being Something similar, but maybe not called Dave and Buster's. Mm, well, basically like arcade games and laser tag. And, oh, that sounds really fun. You know, being around people. Y'all remember that? Yeah. I remember that. It seems like it was so long ago. <laughs> right. But like, like years ago. These days are starting to turn into months, darling. Yeah. Listen. That's how it. That's how it feels. Yeah. Now, I do. I do have to say, April seemed like it kind of was a slow month. I mean, was a fast month. But March seemed like it was like, oh my god, March was. Like, was March seemed like, like it was forever. taking forever. Yes, March seemed like for some reason March seemed like it was going on and on and on and on and on and on. And on. But I April think seemed like it said, "Yeah, let me get up out of here." Real quick, yeah. really. I don't even remember Easter. Oh yeah, I do because <laughs> I was gonna talk this thing, and I was waiting for it. Um, I, but people still been trying to um, like link up, like especially like Easter. Like Ty was trying to convince me to come over there because you know we come together when holiday time to cook and shit. And she was trying to convince me, and I I was feeling bad. 
But I was like, girl, I am not coming over there in the middle of a pandemic. We're supposed to be social distancing, not having cooking, you know, cookouts and gatherings and get-togethers. No. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, you should have did something like this right earlier when I wasn't feeling it. When, you know what I'm saying? When I wasn't really nervous about Corona. <laughs> All right. No shame. Having people still trying to link up with y'all. Yes, I actually have committed to a birthday party. You've committed. Yes. To a Why birthday you feel party? like that? But I'm, I'm gonna be protected. I'm gonna have on my face mask and. What? I didn't know that. Not social distancing. I'm. I'm gonna be in the cut. What birthday party? My um house brother. What? That Mia. How many people are going to be at this party? Probably like, I don't know, more than so six. So clearly, if they're coming to the party, they don't care about social distances. So um, clearly, they've been out and about picking up viruses on their hands and all that kind of stuff. And they're about to come to this party. You're going to be right there. And you know you're not going to be 16. So, girl. <laughs> It's supposed to be Friday. And so you committed to a party. I have. What you can do, you can say, I'm going to sit in my car and put your laptop up so I can zoom <laughs> into. <laughs> I can zoom. I'm going to be outside. So it's going to be like I'm there, but I'm going to be able to see on the inside of the apartment. Is it going to be in a house? Okay. I'm, you said what? Is that I don't know party? where they're going to have it at. You don't even know where it's gonna be. What if it's a big club and you gonna be there? I, I don't know. They just there. It's in the making. So it was like we want to meet up, but I'm gonna be at work too. So I may not even be able to come because you know I'm supposed to get off at nine, but customers be keeping me past like ten. So I may not make it, but I have committed. Oh, child. Z, what is going on? I don't know. <laughs> this is new to me. I was like, oh, this caught me off guard. So do you, do, y'all, do you guys think that I shouldn't go? No, that is silly. No? Okay. So why do you think I shouldn't go, Diamond? And wait, how do wait this? What? <laughs> because it's a pandemic. What about you, Z? Same reason. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a pandemic, but you coming home to see? You don't want to get the corona. <laughs> and he didn't even go to the party. First of all, Zee went all the way to Dallas and had a little... Yeah, a little last party. week he did. Yeah, couple Good of weeks friend. That's true. Oh. That's true. <laughs> he sure did roll up there, was kicking with the Jews. Okay. We send you our Zoom. Okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> let me get my let me get my black dress ready. No! <laughs> Don't say that, Diamond. <laughs> Y'all are doing too much, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so maybe I should maybe I shouldn't go. If y'all feel like I shouldn't go, I should That's crazy. No. It's crazy. Are you having problems with saying no? Be there virtually. Are you having problems with saying no? It's 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 like a it's like a it's like a, a I'm on the fence with it because like 
You are the fence about a global pandemic. No, but that's not the thing. I'm on the fence with like meeting my brothers. Like my, um, I've been in the house of prodigy for like years, and I haven't met none of my um, house brothers and sisters in a really long time. And and you I'm think in the middle of a pandemic is the time the child should be worried about meeting? Wait, 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 wait. So let me finish. Y'all went with all this time. You waited and wasn't worried about meeting, and now we in the middle of a. Uh, like a never seen before global pandemic, and this is the time that you like, oh, bitch, we ain't, we ain't hooked up in forever, so let's go. <laughs> <laughs> that don't even. You know what? I, listen, I was thinking about that too. I, I, I don't want to die. I definitely don't want to put my partner at risk. So I, I, I think I'm going to go with you guys' advice. I think, I don't think I should go. Z, <laughs> why are you looking like that? Z? I'm, just, just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just listening. <laughs> well, he can't say nothing because he showed it. I forgot he went to Dallas, so he can't really say that either. He take I went, for, I went for an important reason. But go ahead. <laughs> That don't sound. That don't look. Just look at the face. That don't look <laughs> So I think. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go with my loved ones. I'm. I'm gonna go with you guys' advice. I'm not going to. I'm not gonna go. I'm just gonna be there virtually. But you know, how to, and it's for a birthday party too. So how do I respectfully decline? You know, without making them feel some kind of way. Because I already committed. I'm just saying I'm currently not linking up. That's what I say. Currently That's not so dry. Up. Well, what this is you just, how do you say it wet and juicy? <laughs> well, you could just say if you're talking to a friend. Well, I'm social distancing right now, but is there any way I could be present virtually? Oh, sweetie, I'm gonna have to take a rain check to to this curve of death of coronavirus go down. When it goes down, I'm gonna take a when it goes down, baby, we gonna wear it out. But until then, I'm gonna have to take a rain check. See you next year. <laughs> So you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and just break it off. I don't know how I'm gonna say it, but you know, you guys you guys have definitely given me some good options. Yeah. But I think I think it's important to maximize my health and make sure that I'm doing everything to protect myself and the people around me. Absolutely. I just I wouldn't want to put you in any harm's so way. So I definitely wouldn't go, you know, to where a group of people may be. And, you know, they may have corona. This sounds sarcastic. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was around a group of people. So I don't know what she's trying to be referencing. I'm just, when you went to Dallas. I was around a group of people. I could have swore I saw two other people. Yeah, that's two people. That's three. Well, how many people make up a group? a group? I thought I thought I thought two make up a group. I, I, I thought TLC was a group. They were. That's they are a group. 
<laughs> Destiny's Child, they went from four to three, they still was a group. <laughs> well, all right. I hope that y'all make the best decisions and stay home because I'm tired of um, the numbers going up. <laughs> and I don't want I don't want one of the numbers. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll try to join virtually. Yeah, I told you to pull up. Pull up in your car and have your laptop. Say zoom in. <laughs> Hello, I'm here. It's very no, don't come to the car. Hey. <laughs> right. You cracked the window like Happy birthday. <laughs> Barry pull up to the birthday six foot apart. <laughs> like open up the door real quick. I'ma crack the window. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So, not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts, I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and I know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because I put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch I am community is fuck (laughs) so thank you I really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. So today, Amy Stevens passed away. She was a, basically her case when she came out to her job in 2013, they fired her for being trans and she worked at a funeral home. And her case, her Supreme Court case was one of the first cases which will determine if LGBT people could be, well, trans people are included in if trans people can be included in um, discrimination for being fired for, you know, like, can it be grouped in sexual orientation and stuff like that. So she died while her case was pending, but yes, but she made it known. She died from um, kidney issues you know her health was just declining. she'd been on dialysis for years now and after she got fired it really messed with her income on a big part so she lost a lot of access to certain health care and so like on top of her income being shaky you know um her health did too so um she you know made it known that her wish when she dies is to keep the case going and that's actually what's going to happen um even if she wins it's still going to be inherited to her estate and stuff like that and you know i just wanted to give a shout out to her for being a trailblazer and um her wife and her daughter for um you know being by her side during that time 
Right. And just so just so we can make it really, really clear, back in October, October 8th, we were all talking about this. This is the landmark case. This is the case that will, the, the Supreme Court has already heard it, and they will give at us a, um, they were supposed to give us a verdict by June. Within the month, they're going to give us some type of response to this case. And this is one of those, just those landmark cases. It's really, it, it, it lets everybody know on a federal level, not just on a, you know, some states have a, um, protections mm. <laughs> that include trans and gender orientation in their state law, mm. but this will make it federal. This is like that Dred Scott case. This is like um, Roe versus Wade. It would be the, those those really landmark decisions. This is like um, marriage equality. Mm-hmm. We saw the decision of that in was it 2015, 2014? Um, when we saw the decision, y'all remember when we saw the decision of that? This is this is one of the cases that is major and huge. This is why we really, really didn't want. Trump to win so he can appoint a more conservative judge like to the Supreme Court like Kavanaugh. Um, You know, this is why the stakes were so high in our particular case as trans folks. We definitely needed to, um, you know, we needed these winds to blow in our favor. And this is one of those cases. And Amy was at the center. She actually is one of the first trans folks to actually sit in front of the Supreme Court, period, mm. in regards to um, in regards to this kind of landmark, the High Court. So, mm. I hope that um, her family condolences go out to her family. We know that this system is set up for us to die, and she is a perfect example. Losing her job really put her at risk of not having the health care she needs. So we don't know how long. We could have had her in mm. the world if she would have had the if she hadn't lost her job. Um, she's been in hospice care for a while, mm. even since you know for a couple of months. But you know we know how this system works, and this is a perfect example. And hopefully, within the month or two, we will have some type of response that is in our favor that lets people know, employers know that. Um, they cannot fire us because of our gender identity. They can't fire us because, um, you know, any kind of bullshit religious belief of, you know, that have nothing to do with us. That's your business. <laughs> um, so, you know, we have a right to work. We have a right to pursue um, survival. We have a right to pursue happiness and have a right to, you know, follow our dreams and our careers without with the security of knowing that some person that we may work for can't just fire us. So this is, that's what this case is about. This is what she brought, the case that she brought. And I hope that, you know, even after her, even, you know, even though she's died, our country will do right by her and honor her memory by, you know, speaking in her favor. Right. And right now I read that um, I don't know how to do these statistics and these polls and stuff, but I read that LGBTQ people face higher unemployment amid 
COVID-19. Mm-hmm. 17% of LGBTQ people polled lost their jobs because of Corona compared to 13% of general population. So, and, and you can see, I know I've been in situations in jobs where I was working at a place that was trying to fire me, but because I was doing my job well, they didn't have reasons to fire me. So they were just waiting. They were just waiting for me to either fuck up or waiting for some kind of opportunity to get me off the roster. And I know there's probably a lot of trans folks in the situation that I was in back in the day. And this was the moment that they get to choose that, oh, we can finally get rid of that trans person that we couldn't get rid of. Because uh, we can blame it on COVID-19. Are we letting people go? And we're choosing a certain amount of people to stay, and that training ain't the one that's staying. <laughs> so there's been a, there's a lot of situations that I've been in like that. And so I know that, um, you know, a lot of folks are in that, those situations, and people are using this opportunity to fire them. Um, you know? Yeah, people try to try to work their way around the system the way they know how. Like, I've seen people try to stack up paperwork for people, you know, that wasn't trans. You know, just how they do that and just how dangerous that is, even if you are protected. Because my job, it's in the handbook, you know, the guidelines for trans people and you know, how you can get fired if you bothering trans people and all that, but I'm pretty sure you know, manipulative-ass folks know a way to get around that despite having those protections. Exactly. Yeah. So rest in peace, Amy, Miss Stevens. I hope that, um, you know, I hope that we don't let you down as a country. Right. If you are cis and you got, and you're sensitive, um, um, this might be your time to tune out because I'm about to read y'all right now. <laughs> okay okay so as of lately you girls have been really really garbage um not everybody let's not make this a monolith or a generalization however uh, it's, it's it's a handful of you bitches that are coming to the light and there's two specific cases that I want to point out today two the first one it's, 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 it's something, it's something, actually, you know what, I'm going to do the second case first. So the second case is here in Dallas, well, not here in Dallas, but here in Texas, is actually in Dallas. There was a little boy who was found by his grandmother tied in his garage. And when the police- In a shed. In a shed. He was tied in the shed. When the police went to the little boy and asked him, you know, like they, they started questioning him. He said he had been there since school was out. Now, the kids been out of school early because of the pandemic. So <clears throat> he been in the shed since the, uh, since the school was out. Then the grand, I, they end up finding some, some way that the, the real reason that he's in there, I think they asked the father. The father said they put him in the garage on punishment for trying to steal food. Well, that was a lie. But you know, that little boy was telling the truth. They just had him in there because they didn't want to deal with him. And this is just, this is one of those situations like 
um, you know, when we see the numbers of domestic violence shooting up, this is just like those. The, the kids are not exempt. They usually are at school, They're usually being taken care of by somebody, um, you know, like a daycare or a childcare worker or a nanny or something. But now that these badass motherfucking parents got to take care of kids, the abuse is going to be controversial. Mm-hmm. The rates of abuse. Mm-hmm. And they and they're not gonna be able to eat. There's some some children, you know, some children rely on school, like we talked about on some episodes. Some children rely on school to be able to eat because they don't have it at home. I remember that at one point I was one of those kids when I was younger. And it to hear him say that he's in trouble for fucking stealing food, it really that really hurts me because I could just imagine how many girls little girls and little boys who are getting in trouble right now for trying to to feed themselves because they're hungry and their parents are assholes and they're trying to ration out the food because the school system can't feed them right now because they're out of school because of the pandemic. Well, it's just, try, it, these are just, that is, that's different. I'm trying to but, ration. But, I guess, but I'm saying like, I'm saying, like, the, the parents are using, like, the abusive parents are using this time to probably do the same thing that that guy's doing and, and, and wearing them out. And, I mean, I've been through that. I've been through um, um, times where my, my stepfather was um, guarding, like, the, the rations we ate, like, telling me what I could do or are you sneaking in the refrigerator and stuff like that. Like I've been through things like this, so when I, when he said that, I I kind of believed it. But like you said, Diamond, he could just be lying and just had him in the garage just up for some evil. Because action. yeah, he's tying him up and put him in a shed. That's some next level shit. It's it's different when you know we ain't got enough food and we trying to figure <laughs> we're trying to ration. Is that's different? But when you tying a baby, a six year old little boy up, tying him and putting him in a shed. That's a whole. That's a, a whole new level of abuse. That that is straight malicious and shady. And so for me, I think the little boy was telling the truth. He'd been in there since he's been out of school. They don't know how to handle him, and you know they're evil ass fucking people. It's trash. Right. Yeah, that reminds me of um, Gabriel Fernandez. Have y'all seen that? Well, have you seen that, Diamond? That reminds me of that when. Um, <laughs> He would go to school and didn't want to go home. And now kids don't have that option. Like, to mm-hmm. just be a school to escape. Yeah. You know, the violence. Yeah. Or or just, domestic, like, you were talking about domestic abuses, comparing it, like, wives and um, girlfriends who are in domestic abuse relationships are able to escape and go to work or go, go places because it's limited. So I, I I definitely agree. And the next the next case I wanted to talk about oh, was wait. before you before you go to that, I want to ask y'all something because this goes along with that. Do y'all how this might be triggering, so trigger warning. Um how did y'all not how, but what was the most extreme physical abuse that you experienced in your childhood? You want to go first or me? Yeah. Oh, baby, because I'm strangers in the country. So um, they had the old-fashioned ways. They had us go um, 
this is what I specifically remember. Um, there were several ways that I was on punishment because I'm a military child too. So I'll talk about all the ways I was punished. I was punished by um, doing like, it's like you're sitting on a chair, but you got your hands in front of you against the wall, sit like that for a couple of hours, where you the fuck out. Um, what else? Running, running laps, picking up fucking garbage outside. The most extreme was um, them having me pick out whips. I mean, uh, not a whip. Um, switches. Switches. Not just one switch, though. So this is how you do it. You will pick out several long switches. And then what he would, with my stepfather, I don't even like to call him a stepfather. He would break. The person my, my mom married would um, tape, tape the, tape the um, switches together with black tape and wear us out with it. That shit hurts. Woo. Mm. Baby, I done, I done, I done got the belt soaked in water right when I got out the tub and got wore out. I done had shoes thrown at me. I didn't even almost kicked out through a um baby. I done got wore out. Mm. What about you, Z? Thanks. Um my, I'm still here though. My issue <laughs> My issues I had as a cause I used to be like babysat by like different aunts and cousins all the time. It mostly was like a neglect type of situation. But I would say I remember a moment where one of, when I was younger, one of my boy cousins was like dry humping me when I was in the living room and then like the adults was there and I was kind of like moving like, what, like why? Like, uh-uh, tell him to stop. And then they kind of just laughed at it and just paid me. I remember that. That's one of the most odd like neglect situations mm-hmm. that was extreme to me that's crazy i remember when when i got in trouble there would be times i would get my ass whooped and i didn't i it wasn't justified and i knew i was getting my ass whooped for no reason mm. and but i i didn't have the language or i didn't have an, an adult ally to stick up for me and listen, listen to me. I was for for some reason because I was a black child. I was always wrong. Mm. And we're talking about in in your house or at school. What are you talking about? I'm talking about whenever I got in trouble, I really had to justify myself. I ain't gonna lie, I was bad as fuck. They had me on Ritalin, and I was I was wearing it. I ain't gonna lie. But what were was- you? What were you? Or did they just tell you that? No, I was bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I ain't gonna lie. I was bad as fuck. Like, I was bad, bad. They, like, bad, bad, where they grab your hands and your feet and carry you out the room with two teachers bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> listen. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, there were times where I was on my meds, bitch, and it wasn't my fault. <laughs> <laughs> but because I had a reputation of being bad, like I could never do it. Like I couldn't do anything good. So like when when I would say, "Bitch," I, this time it wasn't my fault. I was trying. I would get wore out. 
Okay. That's not okay. It's not. That is not okay because what that is teaching the child is that no matter what you do, if it's good or if it's bad, bitch, you better get used to lying and covering shit up because mm. you're going to be wore out regardless. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, Z, you've never had a physical, like a, a physical abuse thing? Mm, no, I remember going to pick out switches for my big mama, but that ain't. Mm. That's, I feel like that's just big mama, big mama, because she did that to anybody. So, mm. <laughs> like, I, I think I'm, I, I think I'm kind of like Z. I, um, I, 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 everything that you just that you named me, I have experienced, but I didn't, I didn't experience those things all the time like so my mom how my mom was and it wouldn't my mom avoided whooping she really didn't like whooping us but when we when it's just something happened and she just can't avoid it like i get suspended from school or you know, something happened um yeah my my just to point example my whoopings that i got were from my 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 mom's um boyfriend's side of the family she really didn't she would whoop us but she would basically put us in time out like it well she didn't punish us like your mom yeah mom so my mom didn't allow other people to whoop us Mm -hmm. so so because she's a victim of um sexual abuse her mindset was i don't want anybody whoop my children because i don't want them to fear anybody else just in case somebody is touching them, I want mm-hmm. them to be able to not fear and be able to tell me because they know. Like I, she said, she remembered she wouldn't tell people because the, the her uncle who was molesting her would say she, he was going to whoop her, and so she was yeah. like, whooping. That's true. That he was touching her. That's and so, so true, like, she, never, mm-hmm, she never wanted me to be uh, or I or her children to be in a situation where somebody could fear me, them. Fear us into not telling her if anything is going on. So, That's what happened to my sister. Yeah, like my sister, my sister literally was told if 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 she doesn't tell anybody, my stepfather told my sister if she doesn't tell anybody that they're doing what they're doing, that she wouldn't get any whoopings. And because he gave us whoopings, she was afraid of him. Right. So yes. she was right. Your mom was right. Yeah. So what my mom did do, my mama would give me options. (laughs) She would be like, okay, you can get the regular belt, just regular belt, because it would be for something. I done cussed out a teacher, I done did something. And she, it would be, you can get the regular belt, but I have to take the licks and not be jump because I was type, if you would me, I'm jumping around and <laughs> so she would hit more than my booty. So uh, the issue the issue with me is because I was light skinned, if you hit me somewhere else, it's gonna create a web. And there was an incident where the belt hit my face when she was trying to whoop my butt because I'm jumping around. She trying to whoop my butt and it hit my face. And I went to school with that whip on my face and they called CPS on her. What she started to do is tie me up. (laughs) (laughs) So she started to make me get across like a chair and she would tie me off the end of the chair so I couldn't move and she could just whoop my butt and not hit me anywhere else. And so she would whoop my butt, da 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 da. 
And or she'll say, if I get the flouncing around, she says, if you go, if you get to jumping around, I'm gonna switch to the extension cord. And so sometimes she'll switch to the extension cord. <laughs> so that's the extent of. I guess that's the. Did you get chills? Baby, I remember my stepdad because he couldn't whoop us because you know my mother had a rule you could whoop us. My stepdad would make us hold telephone books out like this. We stand in the corner. I guess it's similar to what you said about sitting on a chair. <laughs> we would have to stand in the corner with the telephone books like this. And you know how thick and juicy telephone books used to be. Mm -hmm. And we would have to hold them like this. And we have to stay just like that for like I don't know how long, but our arms would be hurting. And if we if we didn't if we didn't hold them up, people like, hey, all them books up, <laughs> so they'd be coming down like this. And then you have to lift your arm. Um, my uncles they used to whoop my toes with pencils. No, because when you whoop the toes with pencils, it don't put no webs on me. And so they could be like, no, I didn't. And my mother couldn't tell. Because <laughs> no. I was on my toes. <laughs> he used to do it to me and my cousin Tanny. So other than the extension cord, that was the extent of, mm. I guess, the worst of it. I remember her working with that. And because it was... Because it was something going on, like in regards to, because I knew I did something wrong, I didn't think of it as abuse. So whooping was, I come from a country ass family, that's a normal ass, everybody got whoopings. Like like you said about Big Mama, everybody got whoopings. So it's cultural, right? And so for me, it wasn't until I became an adult and I l watched other people's kids and and seen how they interact with them and watch kids who didn't get whoopings. And I didn't think of it as the other way. I always thought that that was the way you discipline kids. And if you don't discipline them, then they're going to grow up and be bad. <laughs> I just thought that was normal. But now that I'm older, I'm seeing that it's not normal and not okay and not and just not the way I would want to go with my kids. I can't say that I wouldn't, because, honey, <laughs> extra. I'm not whipping your ass either. But I take my hand and spank your butt if you're doing something wrong. But, mm -hmm. but I don't know. I just feel like, I don't know. I feel uncomfortable now that I'm older about it. But when I was younger, it felt like it was justified. It felt like, okay. I shouldn't be doing this at school. Or I yeah, my dad used to punish us more mentally than anything. I felt like that could be just as effective. Like, it was just like things where he would, let's see, let me try an example. Like, where he would make us write a lot of sentences or something, or like, I don't know, like just stuff that was annoying as that a kid. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we tried to do that at school, after school. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. Or like being grounded. But see, I came from like like I I'm I'm from the South too and at my school they had corporal punishment. So like there was some time like I remember calling the gym teacher, she 
she was trying to make me move. Like she was trying to get the the cafeteria in order, and she told me to move, and I turned around and I was like, "Bitch!" And I didn't think she heard me, and she was like, "What you say?" And I was like, "I said witch," <laughs> and she was like, "That ain't what you said. Go over there, baby." She had uh, marched me to the principal office. It was bad. Told the principal. The principal called my mama and got permission to get my ass up. Baby, I got the paddle. Oh, I got the last time I got the paddle, I was in third grade. The Dr. Crockett at um, school 103, <laughs> Dr. Crockett, and she was an old black lady, and I hated her guts, and she would paddle me down. And I told, I told my mother that I got paddled. She, I guess she got permission. But then my mother took permission away. <laughs> Once I told her that she battled, she was like, oh, no, we can't. <laughs> right? And my mother was like, uh-uh, don't do that no more. No. <laughs> I'll take it back. No shame. <laughs> but, yeah. but I've been, like, I've been, like, I've been in other places. Like, I was at the at the YMCA because my mom would take us to like after school programs and I got paddles there and like if one person would get in trouble they would call it a round robin so like say for instance one person get in trouble everybody would get in trouble so everybody that was in at the place would come around and get a paddle because of this one person oh, getting in trouble oh no yes so how do y'all think about whooping in regards to like if y'all become parents? Um, because I wasn't whooped by my parents, I was only whooped by my dad once. I was never whooped by my mom. And I don't really see it as necessary for certain things because I feel like kids gonna be kids. So like kids are going to fuck up. <laughs> like, they gonna do stupid stuff, but sometimes there's underlying reasons why they acted mad, or underlying reasons why they like why they acting, you know, like they stressed out or something. But it depends on what it is. I mean, it would have, it would have to. I know that like mental punishment is just as like annoying for them because I know it was for me. So, I don't know. I don't think I would be a big whooper. I think my more than anything, I would scare, I would scare them with my voice. I would just put a lot of bass in Because <laughs> that's one thing that my dad would do that would scare me. Like, put a lot of bass in his voice and just, you know, yell at me. And I'd straighten up or kind of just jerk him up like that. But... I think, yeah, I think that's about as far as I go. What about you, Mia? I'm a whooper, so. Because you got nieces and nephews, so I know you don't whoop. Baby, listen, my nieces and nephews, Jesus. But how she whooped them, I would totally not want her to whoop our kids like that. Baby, name they ask what my niece. I'm not gonna put my babies out there like that, but <laughs> I know how they are. Oh, uh-uh. uh-uh. no. I, I just know I'm not gonna. I just know my kids are not gonna be that bad. 
sorry. I just know. I had to say it. Okay. Um, I just know there are times when you need to ask something. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's all I'm saying. What about you, Diamond? Though she said she she she's half on the fence, like, but she oh, now okay. that she's older, she doesn't yeah. really think it's okay. I think I don't know. I can't say if something happens that I'm like, okay, you need it's time. For <laughs> Like I said, I, I definitely wouldn't be doing no stitching cords and no switching yeah, no. Yeah, no, and shit like that. No, but I definitely would be like, you better stop playing with me and tap a little <laughs> bit on that butt. Yeah. But, you know, just just the over going too far, I wouldn't do. I don't yeah, think. because I think there's a difference between, you know, giving a spanking and then, like, abuse. I don't think people know, like, that the difference between that line. Anyway, speaking of child abuse, so I'm pretty sure everybody's seen it. It's a it's a video that's went viral because there's a a, a woman in the background recording this little boy and a little girl, and they're doing um, a, a really popular dance that's been viral on social media. Um, it's um, Savage. 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 Yeah. Right. So they, you, I've seen all different type of people do this dance, and so um, boys, girls, everybody. Right. And so she was recording them doing the dance, and um, when Megan goes nasty, um, what she say, uh, ratchet, bougie, classy, or whenever she says the nasty part, and they do like the cute little. Hip roll. Well, they was about to do the hip roll, and as soon as he was about to go into it, the baby, the babysitter, pops him and say, "What did she say? You know you're not supposed to do that. Um, that's out of pocket or it's out of line or something. You gay ass bitch." You know what? When I watched that video, it triggered. It triggered more emotions in me than I than I um, than I expected, and I think it's because you went through that. Well, I ain't gonna lie, I've been through shit like that when yeah. as a child, yeah, and didn't have nobody to protect me. It and it triggered it. I got way more emotional than I would. I know that if I was in her presence, I would have beat that ass. Me and her would have. Me and her would have. We would have. We would have. She would have go hands up. I'll, even if I, if I like, if I seen it in my presence, oh, we would have had to thump because it would have triggered me. And so, I just feel like it, it, I remember being in those situations. Like I remember my uncle, my mama never did that. My mother, my mother thought me doing little dances and little girl dances was cute. <laughs> so she didn't really ever do anything like that. But my uncle. If they see me doing anything like that, they will punch me in my chest, like, boom, like, like fag, boom, and just hit me. Um, it, was mostly, it was mostly my uncles, but, yeah, it was only them, because my stepdad and shit didn't do that. Um, but my uncles, if they were babysitting me, it would be like that. Stop acting like a fag. Stop acting like a punk. Um, stop acting like a girl or oh, whatever. It's interchangeable, whatever they feel like saying at the time. And 
it for me, I do feel like it made me tough. It didn't make me not let it didn't make me more masculine, but it did make me tough because as I got older, like that rage, and when I could take it out on somebody, it helped me fight. It had whatever I couldn't fight them, but when it happened to me at school with like peers, and I can let that rage out. It was helpful in me protecting myself. It was helpful in um, my, me managing my fear. So I wasn't just being punked at school. Like I've never been, although I've been bullied, I've never been bullied to the point when I got older, to the point where motherfuckers was just, like, you know how you see people getting bullied and they, like, they kicking them and pushing them down on the ground and hitting them and da 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 I've never been bullied like that. I have been bullied to the point where I'm being chased home. I have been bullied to a point where I'm I'm hiding so they don't see me while I'm walking home. <laughs> like when I was in elementary. Um, I remember those days. Yeah, I remember situations like that. But once I got older, like around probably like eight, nine, ten, my uncles. That whatever that whatever they did, I just remember a correlation. It made me tougher to where I was no longer scared of them, like my peers. If mm. I could take a punch from this grown man in my chest, your little shit ain't gonna fear me. And so I would when I when when they would when people that were my peers would do something to me. Boom, 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 boom. I would go rage on them and just, it was, it was, it was an outlet. And so, you know, I was started to be known as a fighter. Like you, you can call me fags from afar, but don't get too close because I'm going to let your ass have it. And everybody know I'm going to let you have it. And so I, as I got older, I kind of got thankful for it because one thing that any queer person knows especially um, if you go into a hood school. <laughs> Once you fight somebody and you win, it ain't no more. You ain't going to have to worry about it no more. All you got to do is pop one bitch real good. And, you, and you, Yeah, you really don't have to win-win. You just got to pop real good. Wear, wear her out. Because, baby, they have video recording me when I had twelve fish for calling me gay off the bus. Bitch, I ain't have no problems the rest of the year, bitch. The rest of the year. I really, I didn't fight cis girls. I did, the last time I got in a fight with a cis girl, well, in school, <laughs> I think it was like junior high. That's when I got it. I stabbed her in the neck with a, I told <laughs> with, a um, <laughs> with a little envelope thing. No. And got expelled from um, junior high. But, um... I mean... That was, honey, ain't no rules in love and war, honey. And it was war. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, in all fairness, the, the girl that I was fighting was my same height and same weight. So, baby, she gave me... I ain't gonna lie. Fish gave me a run for my money. Because that, <laughs> that bitch ain't hit me first. And I seen stars. After that, I said, oh, we fighting, fighting, bitch. That was it. Yeah, actually, one of the two people that I remember who hit me the hardest in my life was this girl named Christy. One of them. 
um, was this girl named Christy. So I knew I don't I don't underestimate chicks. <laughs> <laughs> I, I give if I'm fighting a chick, you getting the full force of whatever I can give you, baby. <laughs> you getting the full force. But I I do I haven't most of the people that I fought was dudes in in high school. I didn't fight any any um, cisgender girls in high school. All it, high school was niggas. <laughs> College mm-hmm. was niggas. <laughs> like I, I haven't fought uh, in when we when it comes to school. I haven't fought a Christian girl since junior high. Um, but once you fight one, you ain't got to worry about it. And I feel like my uncles doing that prepared me for that toughness. So I kind of, I kind of almost was like, I'm glad they did it, so I wouldn't be weak. But it that might be some weirdo mental, mental huh? stuff. Some people take it opposite, you know? It's conditioning. Some people, they take it as like, oh, I'm going to reserve myself more of it. Mm. Yeah, some people might take it as that. I remember reserving myself, but yeah, I, I remember becoming not more timid. You, you would think it was more timid, but I knew that it was my voice. Whenever I spoke, it was that's what clocked my my femininity that was um, you sound like a bag or you sound gay you it was always i sound or i da, da, da. it was always about my voice and so i started to be quiet i, I talked about this before yeah. be more quiet than i naturally was but that didn't stop it i had to say something at some point and once they clock it is what it is and so i would have to you know yeah. i would have to fight and so i didn't I, I I looked at it as them helping me, but I know when I saw that video of that little boy, it took me my feelings back to that moment, how I felt about it, how I was angry, and how I really was just a kid just trying to have fun. It mm-hmm. wasn't about sexuality because I did I wasn't having sex and I didn't. You no, know, it wasn't about it. I was just trying to do a dance, and y'all are being extra and doing this. And um, policing. Yeah. And violently, that that was that's what made it worse. It wasn't you just speaking; the you was like you literally smacked that little boy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought when I first watched it, I thought it was his mother, but apparently it it was his aunt. But then, like I, I'm just this is just hearsay from the Crayon type team. Somebody said that the mom said that the the father is even worse. Maybe, could be. Never know, shit. You know how motherfuckers be. I had a cis woman, like, because they thought it was the mom who had popped had popped the child, and it was a cis woman that was like, you know, I don't condone what she did to, like, the child, but y'all shouldn't be blaming the the mother because that's not, that's not what happened. And you should... Well, she couldn't help who she she put her um, child's uh, care in or something where she was trying to, like, switch it up and stuff. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, I don't care whose fault it is, bitch. Just reg- the, the point is that this baby is in a toxic environment and something needs to be done about it. So apparently the mom, the mom, the video, when I posted it on my, um, my Facebook, they posted a link to the mom talking about it. And it said, she said that the aunt turned herself into the police. 
Oh. Apparently, there were some charges brought up. Uh, police, and <laughs> and she was talking about something. She was playing. She was. She just was kind of almost saying, "Well, this is a difficult situation. That's just how my sister is." Almost like not totally defending the sister, but almost, but not totally denouncing it either. It was kind of strange, but baby. Yeah. Baby, listen. Do you know anybody? Whoever's out there that's posting and sharing shit and making sure that people are being seen for what they are instead of these masks that they present to people, you are doing your job and I thank you. <laughs> yeah, do you know anybody that polices little boys like that? Do I know anybody? Yeah. Um like have you seen little I've boys seen my who? I've seen my sister police my my um my nephew but not in a violent way. How? Just telling him that little boys don't play with dolls and um like, for the most part, she gives him a little one-two, but I, she does police him in that way. She makes him do, like, she tries to make him do things that quote-unquote boys are supposed to do. But, you know, my niece can play with, you know, toy cars and all types of boy shit. So your niece can play with boy stuff and cars and trains and footballs and guns. But your, but your um, nephew can't do anything with the girl stuff. Yeah. Mm. I don't know how she stands, like how she feels about it now. But my uncles used to do it to my nephews. I haven't seen them do it to like the grandchildren. I've seen them do it to their children, but to their grandchildren, I don't see it that much. Um, I think I played a part in that. Like I put, I feel like. Definitely around me, and um, they don't do it because it's kind of strange. Because I'm a person that says something, I I make a big issue about it. So I haven't seen it in my face in a long time, and I definitely haven't seen it to the grandchildren that that generation. But I did see it sometimes with um, their children, which is like my age. I seen them do it to their children, and I heard people tell me that they'll in the process of them policing what they're doing and punishing them, they'll say something like, you're going to end up like Diamond. Dead name, for real, for real. They'll say something like that, running around in dresses, do you want to be like that? They'll say stuff like that. I remember my brother telling me um, that my uncle would say that to our cousins. Um, You know, they would use me as a reference of, you don't want to be like that, running around with titties. Got it, all shit like that. Yeah, that used to be real extra. Well, but, I was, my uncle referenced to me and my sister, um, you know, as something negative too. Like something like, you don't want to be like them because they just, I don't know, like little negative, like little comments. That's hurtful. Because it's like, wow. I be mind, especially if you mind your business and you don't be bothering these people. And then right. they refer you to something like a negative light and to tell your other family members you don't want to be like them. Like, you know. Right. They have this, uh, they, like straight people have this way of trying to condition their children to be straight because they are so anti-LBGT. 
and it's trash. Mm. Not even that. Some family members be jealous, okay? That's sometimes what it be. Or do you think they're particular? Like the way my mama used to put it when I was younger, it was her way of trying to protect me from the world because she said the world was was evil and mean and they would wear me out. So I should conform to what the world wants. Wear wear uh, men's clothing and try to be a boy because the way I'm presenting, I'm I'm not going to be accepted. And I need to be able to pay my bills, right? I need to be able to get this job. So if you want this job, then you have to dress this certain type of way. And this is what she used to say back when I was younger. Nine I remember my aunt, my Bible something aunt. We cool now. Um, we was kind of cool back then a little bit. We just went through that Bible thumping stage where she was Bible thumping me. And now when I hold her accountable and call her out about how she used to be, she always says that excuse. But I was just worried about how, how dangerous it's going to be out here for you. So that's why I was trying to, you know, girl, no, you were being rude. You were being late. Cause it wasn't just be careful out here. It was why you don't look like a woman. You, it was, it was shady. It was more, it was more, um, it was more, it was reads, right? Exactly. It wasn't just some fucking be careful. Um, make sure you telling people what you are. So don't nobody do nothing to you when you are, when you're caring about my safety, that's the type of stuff that you say, but she would say little stuff that was, you know, just homophobic and transphobic and, you know, shady. You feel what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I call her out, she used that safety. As, I just was worried about the safety. I was worried about that. I think to that's how, cool. To thing. like try to gaslight her being late. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because there's different ways you can protect your child and teach them stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like, a good example is uh, Afeni Shakur. Uh, she kind of just, like, put Tupac on some stuff, and she didn't have to do it in a few hours. But from what it appears to me, you ain't got to abuse them to teach them how cruel the world is. You being the cruel part. To me, right. that don't make sense. You are yeah. being the cruel person. You are yeah. the person who is yeah. causing the trauma. You are. Yeah. The, I know other motherfuckers is saying and calling me faggots and saying shady stuff. I don't need to hear from you because what you yeah. saying it to me does not protect me. Yeah, you're actually right. breaking me down. Like you breaking me down even more. You supposed to be somebody that's supposed to love me and take care of me and provide for me. Right. You negative. Well, I hope that she, I hope she, the bitch goes to jail, for real, for real. Because <laughs> oh. um, I just think, I think her mother is too nonchalant about it. That pissed me off. I think that, um, you know, I she tried to post a video of the little boy dancing, like a recent video of him dancing to a more masculine song. And he wasn't even into it. <laughs> <laughs> and he like, wasn't to into it. Okay, go on, dance to this song. Yeah, it's almost like you can tell she was trying to 
she took a video of him dancing by himself, but the song was a more masculine. He was trying, he was doing a dance to it, but he wasn't into it like he was Savage Ridge. <laughs> Classy, bougie, ratchet. Right. <laughs> poor little guy. Yeah, poor baby. But I wish him the best, and I hope that, you know, I just pray that his ancestors protect him out side um inside of that house inside of that family they sound like they're a mess and i hope that um you know he hopefully, grows up, huh uh, hopefully he grows up and see that people realize what faults were being done and tried to help him right yeah, yeah. and there were people who cared because yeah. that matters a lot then the, the the sad part is that you know like this is actually normalized in a lot of uh, households. And it's but not- you can tell it's normalized, though. You can tell yeah. it is because she posted it thinking that but it was going to be cute. Like she and then she had it. laughing emojis at the time. Right. She she posted it thinking, like, that's she thought that this is cute to do. I know everybody's going to be like, yeah, don't let him do that gas motherfucking shit. Ah. She didn't know the response was going to, she didn't know the response was going to be negative in a and more overpowering than the people because i'm sure there's some people that saw that and be, was like yeah that's what i would do to my son but yeah. most people I are not going to say that. mm-hmm. that's fucked up yeah, yeah i could, I could definitely that. say that like i was i've been on i've been in comments where six people were saying that oh no i wouldn't allow my son to be this way or he wouldn't be a part of my family and like several black men said that so yeah. this is something that is definitely normalized and uplifted by uh, straight-head people who are anti-LBGT. And yeah. you, you can say how many, you can say you have so many brothers and sisters and cousins that are gay and trans, but bitch, that does not make that does not mean that you're a part of the community or that you're an ally, darling. Not at all, because I we it still exists. We know based on the numbers that uh, t- the the statistic that a third of the homeless youth are LGBT. <laughs> so yeah. we know that parents are still kicking their children out. We know that um, they're still on the street with nowhere to go, putting in even more dangerous situations based on their parents' homophobia. So we know that this is what's happening in um, in communities. So we know that this is a we know that this is a problem. So pretending everybody saying that they don't do it, you you maybe you, but your your neighbor. Or, you your don't sister, think it. or your auntie or somebody is throwing is gonna throw their kids out. So make sure you are there to protect them or there to um stop that from happening. And I think we did a show, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. So I did a interview with Money from Queer Walk. Um, she did an interview on my YouTube channel. I will put the link in the bottom. We did an amazing conversation about um, black feminism and, you know, coalition between lesbians and trans folks. The conversation was really, really good. Stonewall. Did you watch it? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was really, really good. So I really (laughs) enjoyed talking to her. Um, Make sure you go watch it. I'm going to put the link in the bottom. And if you like it, share it, thumbs it up. And we'll see y'all next week. Bye. (laughs) Bye, y'all. Bye, darling. Stay COVID free and you stay COVID free and don't go to no party. (laughs) (laughs) Good night.
Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Oh, don't you worry about a thing. Baby, you're going to be